Welcome back to the Bush League podcast. I am your co-host Dalton Thompson. He is Zach Ashby, and we are Jordan Walker fanatics. Zach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dalton. Uh, yeah, big Jordan Walker guys right now. Uh, he leads, I think, four of I think the top six categories that you want to look at right now for the Cardinals. Which I is, think all of the MLB. I think he's uh, – yeah, I think he, he might be uh, leading the entire – yep, I'm looking at it now. Um, pull that up real quick. He has the – Batting 500, yep. I think eight hits, two he has nine, nine hits, Zach. That nine, is oh, nine, yeah, nine hits. He leads all of spring training with nine hits – uh he is uh tied for second in doubles tied or tied for first with homers uh leads the oh no he's a uh, third in uh RBIs um he is just he is exceeding all expectations i think across the board um you know we talked very heavily in the beginning about the possibility of him breaking camp on the major league roster and now I think the conversation has shifted very swiftly to where is he going to start? Like in the lineup, in the, you know, what, what are your thoughts, Zach? Who's, who's getting the boot right now? Uh, as of right now, um, I mean, it's either gotta be, it's either gotta be Tyler O'Neill or it's gotta be uh, Dylan Carlson. Um, you know, he's, he's a corner outfielder. Um, but I think, I think his like primary position in the outfield is 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 right field, but he's been playing a lot of left too. So um, I have no idea. Um, but it's going to be either. I would say it's either going to be Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson that probably needs to kind of, you know, start figuring it out and trying to show out for you know Ollie Marble in the in the front office. So yeah. Uh, well, and, and one thing I read today, too, that is an interesting thought topic is what about dangling these pieces? Because obviously they have a plethora. Why not dangle these pieces and see see who bites? You know, what's uh, what's to say that we don't go dangle Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson in a package to go get a top top name? We need a pitcher for pitcher. sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. what's the... Here's here's my weird, you know, five head thought for what the Cardinals should do, which it, this is just obviously way out there. But what do you think of the Cardinals packaging a, a mixture of top level names for someone of the standard of like a Shohei or or even like an Aaron Nola or a Michael Kopech, Lucas Giolito, like big name starters that are on teams who aren't competing and are on the last year of their deal they're going to be a free agent regardless so why not why not dangle these pieces to go win it i mean we are I, I think we are realistically a solid number one ace pitcher away from winning the division and being very competitive in the postseason yeah and 
I I keep thinking that they're gonna get some kind of you know big name pitcher on the offseason. I've thought this the last probably three or four yeah. years. Yep. But it it just for some reason never they happens. Go out and they get like KBO players or you know not that they're bad, but they're not. Get yeah, they're not like, top the top of the line. They're not page yeah. turners. You know, they're not. They're not guys they're who are there putting H. butts in seats, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I always think that, but they always end up getting, like, you know, those KBO guys are signing an FA from a minor league deal or, you know, whatever. But, you know, in my opinion, yeah, I, th- I think the same thing. Like, we need to, you know, go out there and get, a, you know, a Shohei, which, I mean, that's – you're going to be – probably paying out of pocket for someone like him. Right. But you did see Lars Newbar post a picture with him in it. That so. was cool. Yeah, that video is so funny with Lars. He's like, he's like, what were they saying? And the guy was like, I wasn't yeah, close like, I enough. No he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> I couldn't hear him. That is so uh, funny. It's, it's, it almost looked like a, an uh, episode of The Office or something. He's so <laughs> yeah. out of place. But it, I, yeah, you and I are on the same page. I mean, I, I think the – Who's who's in the talks for a free agent after like who who's able to get let's just say you're are you talking like upcoming free agents? Yeah. Here I'll I'll look it up. Um you know it's gonna be it's it's stacked. Um we've got pitcher wise, we've got um Flaherty's gonna is coming up, um, which you know we'll touch on a little bit. Yeah. Lucas Giolito, um, Kyle Hendricks, Clayton Kershaw, Lance Lynn, uh, Herman Marquez, who I really like from uh, from Colorado, um, Frankie Montes, Jordan Montgomery, Aaron Nola, Shohei, uh, Scherzer's got an opt out. You know, there's a ton of guys who are going to be on the market uh, next winter, and and not even and you got to think too in that same vein. You got a ton of free agents, possibly, but there's also going to be other trade pieces too. You know, um, I, I obviously we are very. I, I don't know if we're overreacting, but we are rose tinted glasses right now about Jordan Walker. It's been a week. We're a week mm-hmm. into spring training. He could go over thirty the rest of, to, of spring, which we don't want, but it's very exciting. We're we're ready to sell the farm to bring in other pieces to give him somewhere to start. You know, which is uh, we I haven't mean, judging by these like these young guys that I've seen the last like this past week. I it, it would be hard for me to you know give up somebody like Mason Wynn and you know Burleson and all that, but we also need the pitching. So yeah, I mean, I think if if something was to happen and we were to go get a pitcher with this this leftover crop of outfielders that aren't going to see much or you know the platoon or whatnot but would be better used in value for a trade you know it's it's very easy to to package some of those guys up and send them out but you've you're you're relying on a 20 year old outfielder corner outfielder who who's having a good first week of spring so obviously we're we're putting the horse a little bit or the carriage in front of the horse a little bit but man it's been exciting to watch him he has been so exciting to watch Mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah, but definitely like it, this past week has been, I don't think I've ever seen 
a Cardinals. I like I I would pay attention to spring training, but this past week I have been absolutely just locked. In. Yeah, well, uh, it's hard not to watch it when you know that there's an exciting player who's on the the cusp of coming up. And I was listening to uh, uh, one of the beat writers. I think it was Derek Gold. But he was talking about the last time that the Cardinals had a player who was on the cusp of make, uh, breaking spring or starting in the minors and and had a pivotal spring and turned into a good Cardinals career was Albert Pujols. He, he said that's the literal only example that he can think of of another player making this big of an impact. So Jordan Walker next Albert Pujols confirmed is what I took from that. Yeah, I mean, and he – you know, you look back on like pool holes interviews and stuff like that. Like, it's so similar how they both talk. They're so humbling, right? Uh, um, it just they just he, they just both went out there and they they play. They yeah. just play. Well, that's it. We uh we have very high hopes for Mr. Jordan Walker, but uh the Cardinals team as a whole has looked awesome too. I mean the they are they went unbelievable. They went four and one this last week. Uh, their hitting, like you said, has been incredible, putting on a uh, display of offense. Um, I think they won every game by more than like three or four runs. Um, let me pull up the scores. But we've got some very exciting players, you know, coming up throughout the organization. Um, you know, th- there's guys who are, like we talked about from the beginning, are getting more playing time because – Arenado, Goldie, uh, Michaelis Wayno, you know, these guys are all leaving camp and there's so much time to fill. So everybody's getting more at bats. My my guy Wade Stouse got an at bat today, which was awesome. His first big mm-hmm. league at bat. Uh, really cool to see. But the Cardinals, I mean, since Monday, um, have been four are four and one. They won twelve to seven against the Mets on Monday. Uh that was a good game. They won five to three against the Nationals on Tuesday. Didn't play Wednesday. Uh, lost six nothing on Thursday. Won eight to three on Friday, and then obviously won nine to six today. So four and one. Uh, good first week of spring training. Um, Zach, who really stood out to you besides the obvious? Um, I mean, besides like Jordan Walker, probably Mason Wynn. Um, Luke and Baker, he went out there and he played today. Luke and um, Baker's having a good, good spring. He's, he's yeah, he sticking it well. Um, who else was out there? Um, Mercado, right? Is that his name? Yep, Oscar Mercado. Yep. Yeah, he looked good. Nolan um, Gorman's looked really good. He hit a home run today. Yep. Uh, he's batting three thirty three on the, the uh, spring so far. Um, oh, man. That, uh, Moises Gomez is having a good spring. Uh, your guy Paul DeYoung hit a bomb today. What are your thoughts on that? He's looking, he's not looking too bad so far. I've been eating my words. I've been, he's, he's been walked a couple times and he's hit what he's hit two home runs so far now. Yep. Yep. He's looking so. good too. Is he looks comfortable? He looks like he's actually, he, he's kind of going back to form a little bit. I, I'm enjoying watching him play. It's two for six with a bomb on the spring training so far, but I mean, he's, he just looks comfortable. You can tell he looks comfortable. Yeah, I mean, a whole offseason of just changing your stance could really yeah. you know, make the difference, the I guess. Difference. So. Big time. Um, who else here? One, here's who, one guy. Somebody had a, a home run today that it was his first at-bat, and he hit a oh, home run. Oh, Matt Koperniak. 
Yeah. He's leaving camp to go play for Team Israel, I think. Uh, he'll or Italy. He's going to play for Team Italy. But first uh, major league at bat in in uh, spring training. First big league home run. First hit. That was awesome. Oh, Taylor Modder hit a home run today too. I think. Yep. He's he's another guy to watch out for. He's he could get some meaningful at bats. Yep. Having a good spring. One guy that really hey. stood out to me that uh, I'm really excited about. Is Jake Woodford? Yeah, he's 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 he been throwing the ball. He added well. a couple miles per hour, like one or two miles per hour to his fastball. Yep. Uh, yeah, he was looking. He looks pretty clean out there on the mound. He threw. He's thrown five innings, uh, only giving up two hits and six Ks. Um, the same exact line stat line as Miles Michaelis. Uh, five innings, two hits, six Ks. He's looked great. Obviously, he's going to uh, pitch for Team USA, so that's going to be really exciting. But shout out Woody. Looking good. Yeah. I mean, overall, the pitching has not been bad. I mean, the only real standout pitcher or pitchers have been just Jordan Hicks and Wayno. Those have been the, pretty much the only two pitchers. Um, I know Connor Thomas, Wayno. too. I mean, he's a rookie. He's a, yeah. you know, he's top or he's number 16 in the Cardinals organization prospect. He went three innings, gave up five hits, two earned, three Ks. Um, you know, he, he hasn't looked great, but I mean, he's a rookie. You can give him a little bit of slack. Someone like Jordan yeah. Hicks and Adam Wainwright, which Wainwright came out and said, you know, he's he's dealing with some uh, a little injury and some uh, some of his mechanics. He said is he's got a little hitch in his mechanics right now. So, you know, he's five innings pitched, eight hits, four runs, four four earned, uh, one home run, one base on balls, four strikeouts, a one eight whip. Yeah. Um, Yep. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but, you know, I think it would probably would have been better in a sense that if last year he – if if he would have retired with Pools and Wayne – or Yachty last year, that would have been like – right Yeah, it, it would have been – that would have been like the perfect, you know, outing for him. I mean, he had a good year last year. Um you know the Cardinals are spending seventeen million on him. Um, we could have used that. I, I sound like a bad Cardinals fan or whatever, but you know we could have used that seventeen mil to go get Rodon or Quintana. Know, we could have went and got Quintana or yeah, or any of those. Quintana there could have got a like, mixture of Quintana and, and anybody else. Yeah, exactly. So um, you know I don't want to sound like a you know I'm hating on Adam Wainwright. I'm not. I'm, I just think it probably would have been better for him to retire last year and us to come out and, you know, keep Quintana or yeah. go out and get Rodon or try to, you know, make something happen between the yeah. pitcher. I don't think it's really a hot take either that he's well past his prime and, and he probably knows that too. But someone like him, you know, it's it's tough to say no to. It was I, yeah, I almost exactly. can guarantee it was one of those situations where Mosellac was like, all right, man. If you retire, that's fine. But if you want to come back, you know we'll we'll resign you. So well, and you have to you have to think like you know he topped out his top pitch was a cutter at eighty six point six miles per hour. Like what what do you think the average fastball today is right now? It's probably in the high in the mid nines, if I had to guess. Yeah. Or like average average cutter about ninety five. 80, 87 to 95. 
yeah, he's about he's about ten miles per hour slower than the average pitch, which sometimes works. You know, you got Kyle Hendricks and and guys who don't throw hard, but someone like Wayno, where he relies on a lot of movement in his pitches. You know, yeah, he relies more on his off speed than a, than a four seam. Yeah, for sure. Or a two, whatever. But um, you know, like again, I don't want to be the the Adam Wainwright hater or whatever, but um, that's just my thoughts. Maybe other people share that. I have no idea. Yeah, I'd but. say I'd say that's pretty across the board. It's it's tough to watch, but um, we're not going to be watching him in spring training. Next next time we'll see him, we'll be with Team USA, which is is yep. going to be cool. I hope he pitches well. Really hope he pitches well. Um, you think he'll be a starter? Or you think he'll be? No, no. There's. You no think he'll chance. come in relief? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he'll he'll probably throw two innings of relief if I had to guess. That and you know honestly that could be a possibility for him. Go back to his rookie year. Yeah. Have him come in, pitch one or two innings. Sorry, you know, right. starting pitch. Move him to the bullpen. I I don't hate that down. idea. He's he's somebody who's gonna have to be protected in a sense if he gets sent to the bullpen. But someone like yeah. Adam Wainwright, he's a big leaguer. He'll figure it out. We uh, and we'll love him either way. Mm-hmm. But um, yep, the players were sent away to the World Baseball Classic, which starts I think next week. Um, the seventh. The seventh. Yeah, that's I think this the first week. game. Start- yep. Oh, starts, that's exciting. Uh, I think the first game is Dominican. I think the first game is Dominican and somebody. Can't think. That's exciting. Well, either way, Cardinals sending a lot of their players to the World Baseball Classic. So more Jordan Walker, which we are both very excited about. Um, <laughs> some guys that uh, we're losing excitement with, though, are uh, some of the Players that were cut today, um, they won't will no longer be at big league camp. And those players, I believe there was five or six of them, but those players that got optioned were Freddie Pacheco and uh, Zuniga. They were sent to Memphis, and then there was uh, five players that were reassigned just to minor league camp, which means they they didn't need to use an option because they were. Uh, non-roster invites, so they weren't on the 40-man roster. No need to use an option on them. But that was James Nail, Tommy Parsons, Cody Whitley, and then the catchers Aaron Antonini and Jimmy Crooks, which we are big Jimmy Crooks guys. So uh, sad to see he won't be at the big league camp anymore this season. But that leaves our roster at 59 players. The spring Mm -hmm. training roster is now at 59 players. So I'd say we'll probably start seeing a lot of guys – get sent to the minor league camp um, to make way for more uh, contenders as far as players go. So uh, be expecting to see more of that. But um, nobody's been released yet. Just players are uh, getting sent to minor league camp, getting reassigned so that they can see uh, more caliber pitching to to what they can expect, I'd assume. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, speaking of WBC, um, I think I think I heard that we have 17 their total plan, which is good, um, good good exposure. Could you know that could also be a bad thing for injury prone, but other than that, like still good. I think that 
I think the Team USA has a good shot too. I uh, after, yeah, they're good. Well, and I mean, the players are dropping out left and right. Vlad Guerrero announced today he wasn't going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic. Um, somebody else too. Somebody a bigger name. I can't remember, but I'd assume we'll start seeing some more players uh, dropping out as the time goes on, just because of that. What it, what you said, you know, injury prone players. Uh, uh, the probably, injury bug has been horrible this week. Yeah, it was horrible this week. Gavin Lux. Oh yeah, that was bad. That was bad. That was sad to see. Yeah. I like Gavin Lux a lot. Uh, Aroldis Chapman. I don't know. I hear from a lot of Yankees fans. Uh, he good riddance. His his injury probably wasn't what he said it was. And then uh, who dropped a weight on the oh Brokers. Joe Musgrove. Oh, yeah, Musgrove. That's a guy I like. I, I I hate to see players get injured, especially the ones I like. All right, Zach, drop our socials. Follow us on Twitter at Bush League underscore Pod. Zach, what is the Instagram? Instagram is Bush League Official underscore. Very nice. Follow us there, and be sure to send us some emails. Uh, we have an email set up for people to send questions, uh, give us feedback, anything you might want to share with us. We want to hear from you guys. And that is bushleaguecardspod at gmail.com. Once again, that is bushleaguecardspod at gmail.com. Now we are going to move on to our top three segment. And this week we're going to do top three Cardinals duos of all time. So and let's let's set some ground so, rules. I do I do have a question yeah. for, for the duos. Are we going what are we going off of? You can uh however you wanna however you wanna twist it. If you can explain it and it makes sense, then by all means. I'm I'm all okay. about it. So okay. however you interpret it. Okay. So Zach, I'll let you go first. All right. So our top for my number one top three duo pick, I'm going to go with Albert Pujols and Chris Carpenter. I like and it. Let me let me explain to you why. All right. So, in 2009, Albert Pujols had a 9.7 war, and Chris Carpenter had a 6.5 war. Uh, Albert Pujols was the number one position player in 2009, and Chris Carpenter was the number seven pitcher in 2009. And both their wars combined... Uh, is a 16.2. So that that's what I'm going to go with for, for my number one pick. So you went based off of production. Yeah, production. I yeah, like correct. it. I mean, they were – they're Cardinals cornerstones, especially that that uh, time period too. Those are – I would say if you asked any Cardinals fan, like who was your favorite Cardinals uh, hitter to watch uh, from 2000 to 2009, they're saying – Albert Pujols and same for pitcher. They're probably saying Chris Carpenter. So that's a, it's a really solid duo. I like that duo a lot. Um, I'm going to go with, for my number one. Um, I'm in between two. And I think whichever one I don't pick, you will probably pick next. Okay. So uh, for my number one pick, uh, I'm doing recency bias. I'm going to go with Goldie and Arenado. Okay. Obviously, they are the cornerstone of our team right now. Uh, there are three and four hitters. Last season, they were 
uh, first and third in MVP voting. Um, they both had excellent seasons last year. Obviously, Goldie winning the MVP and Nato finishing in third, having his best season to date. Uh, same with Gold, uh, Goldie. Um, so, yeah, I think they're uh, recognized as probably the most important, the most, the two most important Cardinals acquisitions in the last 30 years. Yeah, I mean, besides probably Pools and Roland. But Pujols, we saw, you know, Pujols wasn't traded to us. Roland, uh, Roland oh, oh, was. I didn't even hear you that you said yeah, traded. Yeah, well, no, just acquisitions, you know, in general. Obviously, no. Pujols's acquisition was more for like a nostalgic factor. But as far as oh, the production okay. goes, you know, I think uh, us trading for Arenado and Goldie are probably the most, the probably the two most pivotal pivotal moves that we've made you know in the last 30 years so to have them at the same time in the primes of their career is uh is really awesome so that is my yeah. number and one Colorado's still paying us yeah they are shout out uh what's his what's Rocky that guy's Trump. name dick monfort isn't that his name <laughs> yeah. dick monfort shout out dick monfort okay. zach hit me with your number two pick so we're going to take you back to 1934, right? Okay. All right. All right. I, can, I can picture it now. All right. Yeah. Everything's in black and white. <laughs> uh, we got two brothers from Arkansas, okay? Oh, I know these guys. We, we got Dizzy and Daffy uh, Dean. Uh, in 1934, Dizzy Dean and his brother Daffy both played for the St. Louis Cardinals and both pitchers. And can you guess how many games they won in 1934? Between both of them? Yeah, between both of them. Oh, jeez. I feel like they won a lot of games. I'm going to say 40 games. You're pretty close. 49 games. Oh, jeez. Could you imagine having two pitchers that are brothers and won that amount of games in, in our time now? That yeah, would that's... be – it would be the most talked about thing in the entire world. Well, and these guys – you know, those guys back in the day, they didn't have relievers. They're just like, I'm just going yeah. up and going. <laughs> yeah, they, they carried like five pitchers on their roster. It didn't matter if you get blown up yeah. by a thousand runs, you're pitching the entire game. No, they they would pitch like 130 pitches a game, which yeah. is like bananas in today. Built different. Literally built different. Yeah. Well, you see that, you know, all those guys back in the day just went out there and they pitch 150 uh, pitches and then – Take one day off and go back out there and do it again. It's crazy. They uh, they were just, you know, they were just smoking cigs in the dugout with ice on their arm. Just like what, uh, a, what an era. Uh, what's that? What's the manager from the Tigers used to do that during the World Series? Oh, uh, Jim Leland. Yeah, Jim. Oh Leland. my God! What an all-time guy. What a, what a guy. What a uh, side note: breaking news. I uh, just got a notification. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal agrees to a minor league deal with the Detroit Tigers. So shout out Trevor Rosenthal, Cardinal oh. legend. He is a Cardinals legend. Yeah, I love I love Tre- Trevor Rosenthal. He threw a lot at uh, in St. Louis while we were in college. He, he would I, guys he, who were rehabbing from Tommy John were like, yeah, we threw bullpens with uh, Trevor Rosenthal today. That was crazy. Yeah, they would always pitch up at the high school. Yeah. Like some of the high, local high schools and stuff. Like I think a couple times at Lafayette I seen yep. he was up there. CBC. Him him and Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn did that a lot too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
So all right, my number two pick uh, is the one that I thought you were going to take, but uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and remove it from the go board. Go ahead, and take it. I'm taking Wayno and Yachty, all-time Cardinals duo. They pitched. What was the final total? Three twenty-five, three twenty-six. Uh, yeah, 326. 326. 326 games together. That is literally the best definition of a duo. Like, you, they're synonymous. That with won't ever other. be broken. Ever It'll again. never be touched. I, I don't hear. I'll do a quick search for whoever who's the closest behind them. Um, I don't think there's anybody that's in, that maybe a little over 100, but I don't think anything other than that. I just want to know who uh, who's the closest. It's like it. It's like they know that it'll never be touched, so they they don't even mention it in any article. There's like it, there's no one of significance, you know, behind them. Yeah, I would I would imagine probably not. It that's just not a thing anymore. Yeah, is staying on one team, which I said that last week because I like when guys stay on their original drafted team or you know they. Play with a lifer pretty much their entire career. I can't really say that for Wayno because he was drafted by the Braves and then traded to the Cardinals. But, um, but he's he played his whole entire career with the Cardinals basically. So, right, um, yeah, you just don't see that. You don't see that anymore. I mean, Clayton Kershaw is probably, I mean, he didn't pitch with it, he doesn't pitch with his original catcher, but he's stay on this, he stayed with the Dodgers and right, uh. But he's went through so many catchers that you know it's it yeah, not it's even impo- close. Like, it, it's impossible. Yeah, you you have to be pretty loyal to you know whoever you play with to right. So, all right, that's my number two. Easy number two. I pr- could have been a number one, honestly. But uh, Zach, I'm ready for your final pick. All right, we're gonna go with another pitcher and catcher. All right. Um. We're gonna go with uh, the big mean man on the mound, Bob Gibson, um, and Tim McCarver. Excellent duo. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace, Tim McCarver. Yeah. I was gonna um, say shout out. <laughs> shout out, uh, Tim McCarver. Up in heaven. <laughs> All right, back to programming. Yeah, but uh, in 1968, they, you know, the duo, that duo. Um, you can't pitch without a catcher, but Bob Gibson had a 1.12 ERA that year. Well, and you hear pitchers talk about all the time, like with Yachty specifically, like it's it's night and day difference pitching to Yachty and any other catcher. So mm-hmm. it definitely matters who you have behind the plate, you know, and, and Tim McCarver catching, uh, you know, probably all of, if not a majority of those games of Bob Gibson definitely makes a difference. You get yeah, comfortable I, with I, each other. You know what what he's going to call and and what you're going to throw, and you're usually on the same page. So it's a good duo. Yeah, I, I don't. Maybe I can find a uh, a total number of games they that they uh, caught pitched, batteried together. Oh, well, the first thing that pulls up is Tim McCarver can never catch Bob Gibson cleanly. I, that's just because he's so intimidating <laughs> he's on the mound. Dude, he, yeah, I I remember watching those old baseball. Oh man, I forgot. I think Billy Crystal. Yeah. Yep. Did the document those documentaries? I know exactly what you're talking about. 
Uh, yeah. But it was like the DVDs from, yep. you know, from, you know, when Abner Doubleday started, created baseball all the way right. up until now. But um, they they would had a, a pretty significant amount of time on Bob Gibson and Tim McCarver where they were saying, like, you just you did not want to go up against Bob Gibson back nope. in the day. He would he would purposely try to, you know, nail you in the head. Right. Him and him and Nolan Ryan were very much cut from the same cloth with their intimidation. Yeah, that's also a very good documentary too about yeah. Nolan. Nolan Ryan's a good yeah. He was he was my favorite pitcher. Uh, not watching obviously because he he pitched in a different time, but yeah. I, I I was obsessed with Nolan Ryan whenever I was uh, growing up just because of hearing like all of these stories of him being so intimidating. So. Yeah, you couldn't have those two guys on the mound now. Like, oh no, yeah, no chance. They, they, they're psychopaths. People would, it'd be, they'd be canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, for my right. last pick, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go more production based. Um, okay. I'm going with Willie McGee and okay. Ozzy Smith. Oh, what a duo. An incredible duo. They both were all-stars six times together uh, in the 80s and uh, early 90s for, for Ozzy. But um, that run from 1980 to 1990, um, Ozzy and Willie were members of the all-star team five times together, which is pretty hard to do um, unless you're both producing at the same rate. Obviously, Ozzy and Willie McGee are both Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, is Willie McGee a Hall of Famer? I believe so. I don't I, think I know he he's is. In the Cardinals Hall of Fame he's definitely sure. in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Ozzy's in the actual Hall of Fame. Uh, Willie McGee is not, but they both are Cardinals Hall of Famers. And um, you know, their production in the those 1980s, you know, are are substantial and and you hear their names talked about a lot with each other and you always see them too whenever the cardinals have you know their hall of famers come back to the ballpark they're always buddy buddy with each other and yeah and good friends to this still, day too. he's still in trucks he's on the yeah yep roster. yep you see him in the dugout almost uh all the time too you see pictures of ozzy always that's ozzy, ozzy's doing that everything games? yeah ozzy's playing golf and kissing babies in St. Louis. He could probably I, run he, for mayor if he wanted to. Yeah, he definitely – I think he still – he lives in St. Louis. Um, I did work at, at a gym. I did meet him one time, and he was probably the nicest guy I've ever met. But he uh, – I, I was working at a gym, and uh, I'm not going to say where, but I I met him. I was like, you're, 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 you're the wizard. He's like, uh-huh, I am the wizard. And he shook my <laughs> hand, and he – Went on with his day. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Shout out Ozzy. Ozzy and Willie. Much that's my more. last. Yeah, he's uh, not a tall dude, but he is a Hall of Famer. Short Kings. Short Kings rise up. But any final thoughts, Zach? Any uh, Anything to leave us with? Um, I mean, just kind of going back to, you know, the spring training. Uh, Flaherty was supposed to pitch tomorrow, but... I guess he came down with some calf discomfort and some flu symptoms. Um, but, uh, oh, Tyler O'Neill was injured too? 
Uh, he, I think he was a late scratch, but I don't know if he's left Yeah, same with Goldie. I know he got scratched late, but I don't know if it was to to get to the World Baseball Classic quicker or what. Um, but yeah, injury bug is definitely running rampant, so we uh, need to protect our stars. I hope Flaherty gets better. I hope he makes his debut soon. He was supposed to debut tomorrow on Sunday, but they're they're pushing it back. So Jordan Montgomery's going to get that start instead. So we'll get to see the big sexy. Yeah, I would like to see uh, Monty up there. I was getting ready to ask earlier uh, why haven't we seen him pitch, but we'll see him tomorrow. Yep. Exciting but, uh, stuff. We're excited. Yeah. More Jordan Walker, please. More that Jordan Walker. Please. That Jordan Walker home run, they couldn't even measure it. Yep. They said. I saw that. They said the they, they assumed it was around 450 feet. It's crazy. Twice. More Jordan Walker, please. But – that will do it for this episode of a Bush League podcast. Zach, we're out of here. We'll see you.